0: SB Nation and Underdog Dynasty present the Underdog Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Conference USA edition of the Underdog Podcast on UnderdogDynasty.com. SB Nation's home for the Group of Five and the FCS. Joe Londrigan, Eric Henry here with you. And we're going to get into some CUSA talk with a special guest this week. You've heard him on the show a couple of times. He is Mr. Scott Carr, the Athletic Director of Florida International University. Going to talk about the uh, big year the Panthers had as well as the changes coming to CUSA in 2023 here. But first. Some quick housekeeping here from Eric and myself. Uh, If you didn't listen to the last episode that we did with Dan Morrison and Emily Van Buskirk, where we kind of addressed the immediate future of the show, uh, there will be no new episodes uh, coming out on the usual Underdog Dynasty feeds after February 28th. You can find the old backlog of episodes on underdogdynasty.com, as well as Spotify and Apple in the same place they've always been. Those are not going away. Uh, However, due to budget cuts at Vox, new episodes uh, no longer going to be a thing under that banner. We don't know what the future holds. We'll obviously keep you all posted as we go. But Eric, uh, you know, end of an era, but uh, definitely the start of hopefully a better era for myself, you and, uh, you know, G5 creators as we figure out what's going on here.
1: No doubt about it, Joe. We will not keep our guests waiting too long. Just want to address that at the top of this episode because we know not everyone gets a chance to listen to the whether it's the Sunbelt episodes or the American Athletic episodes. I just want to address it here at the top. So I will quickly try to regurgitate what I said uh, at the beginning of the last episode, which is thank you to everyone who listened to this podcast over the past five years on this streaming platform. Joe and I have been managing the site together for the past four years, and we can't think... I- thank our staff and listeners enough and just quick shout outs to all of the coaches, administrators, um, People at Conference USA uh, and League office, et cetera, who, who reached out when we got the information. So cannot thank all of them enough. And as uh, Joe said, you know, we, we hope that this is a is not a goodbye. It is see you later as far as the podcast is concerned. So uh, we will try to update you guys as best we can, keep you abreast of the future plannings. But uh, Joe and I did also decide that with the last four weeks we have, we want to keep on keeping on. And that's why we have our guest on the line, uh, Joe. Uh, or Actually, no, I think a. Uh, i think i'm taking it away right because you you did introduce our guest so i'll say scott how are you uh, how are you doing today this uh wednesday afternoon february 1st which is national signing day how's it going scott
2: doing outstanding uh it's it's great to be in uh month 14 instead of month two on the job right it's uh <laughs> uh, uh I, I can tell you it's, it's a much different uh it's a mu- much different national signing day for me and for coach mack than
1: this time last year so uh I'm doing great. And, and thank you both for having me on. No, Scott, absolutely. And I'm going to go ahead and jump right into the questioning here. Of course, regular listeners know that I am UDD and uh, SB Nation's FIU beat writer. So Scott, you and I certainly talk more than regular. So I'll try to you know, give most of the time to Joe, who doesn't get to talk on a regular basis. But just a, a couple of things off the top I w- want to address. Uh, first off, Head coach Mike McIntyre, who, of course, came in a former college coach of the year by many publications, including SB Nation, which, of course, is the parent company of Underdog Dynasty back in, I believe, 2015. 15 or 2014 memory serves correct when coach McIntyre won that award with Colorado uh, it finished his first season at FIU four and eight. Uh, you decided to extend coach McIntyre. Just wanted to get your thoughts again for the, the FIU audience, maybe more in tune, but for our general conference USA audience, uh, why did you feel that a, a one-year extension was um, in line for coach McIntyre?
2: Sure. Absolutely. Well, it was a situation where, uh, you know, he, he inherited a, a program that, um, we knew was going to be a challenge in terms of there was just a lot that needed to be done. Um, You know, I, I know I've shared with you just, you know, as an example, uh, when, when he got here, there were, there were six offensive linemen on scholarship, right? So, so that just lets you know that, that we knew that there was going to be a heavy lift um, uh, of what needed to be done. Uh, You know, a lot of, a lot of things that we wanted to do just from a culture standpoint Uh, you know, we had gone two years in a row uh, with only one win Uh, right in uh, 2020 and 21 seasons. Um, so we knew it was going to be a heavy lift. Uh, you know, a lot of things we wanted to do again, culture, academics, um, you know, competitiveness on the field. Um, and obviously when, when we hired coach McIntyre in December of 21, we, we knew that we hired the right person. Uh, but then when you get a chance to work with somebody like him for a year, uh, you, it just reinforces that, uh, that, that you hired the right person. And so as he and I were talking at the end of the year, as I'd like to do with all, all our head coaches um, just about the, how the season went and what the future looked like. And, and he and I were talking um, just really wanted to to show our commitment to him. He wanted to be able to show his commitment to FIU, uh, whether that be for recruits or for the fan base, uh, just to show that, you know, that when, when we are, uh, when we have it rolling here uh, in a big way that, that he really wants to be at FIU Um, And and so we wanted to do that. And obviously, being uh, who he is, uh, the the conversation wasn't even about a raise. Uh, He he didn't. uh, He actually told me if there's if there's any any money that was that was out there that he'd rather just go towards the program, uh, towards the young men that are a part of the program in in an operating budget over over anything for him, uh, which is just par for the course when you're talking about Mike McIntyre. Um, So just really wanted to show, uh, again, have us show our commitment to him, and and he wanted to show his commitment to FIU, and and, uh, we
1: wanted to give him that extra year. For the point of clarification, just to get that year right, that it's 2016 that he was named National Coach of the Year by various publications, including, as I mentioned, SB Nation, the parent company of Underdog Dynasty. Scott, as a follow-up on that, wanted to ask you how key is it for you? And and whether it was, of course, within the coaching search and you decided to, to choose Mike McIntyre, and now past that, within the year that you've had him there, we've seen just the rapport and the relationship between you two. I mean, I'll give an example uh, it's very common post game win loss or otherwise, you know, to see you and Mike McIntyre having a conversation, uh, whether it's post game. I remember even after the final game of the year, we left the, the, the presser and you and coach McIntyre were in the hallways there at the stadium, having an extended conversation. How crucial was it for you, Scott, to have a, a, you know, a good lock in step relationship with your head coach, something that, you know, as FIU fans and greater Conference USA fans will remember, um, unfortunately, was not the case uh, uh, prior to, to your arrival and to Mike McIntyre's arrival.
2: Yes. Uh, well, you know me well enough, Eric, to know I have a limited vocabulary. So the only words I can uh, come <laughs> up with, uh, it was imperative. <laughs> right. Uh, it, it, was, uh, it, it was it was it uh, was non-negotiable. Those are the two biggest words I've got for you um, for, for me to to work with somebody that i was going to be able to have that type of a relationship with it's it's uh you didn't know this and when we set up the the call but he literally just left my office 15 minutes ago uh we like to just meet weekly and and just catch up on on what's going on and i just got back from conference usa meetings last night so we we had our meeting this afternoon and and i got a chance to hop on with you guys so we literally just visited for about an hour hour and 15 minutes just on you know everything that's going on uh, um out there but uh uh, it it was imperative and it's huge um I I really enjoy working with good people, um, great people. Uh, that's where it starts for me. Of of course, uh, I'm competitive. I want to win. So obviously I want to work with great coaches as well, but it it starts with great people. And, um, and he is just a phenomenal person and, and obviously his wife, Tricia, uh, just incredible person, incredible family. Um, and, and so that was imperative and, you know and as you mentioned he's been a national coach of the year before uh he's turned around two programs he he knows what he's doing he's he's been a head coach at at two uh previous stops and um and just the kind of person that he is uh he's told me at, at different times you know he said Scott you know what I want to do is I want to make you a successful athletic director and he truly means that right i mean he's he's not just in it to to, to win, you know, the CUSA coach of the year award, or to, you know, win another national coach of the year award or whatever it may be. Uh, he, he truly cares about other people and, and wants to see others, uh, whether it be myself, whether it be his assistant coaches, whether it be other uh, people here on staff, he he wants to see everyone else be successful and, and any part that he can play in their success. Uh, is, is something that he takes a lot of, a lot of pride in, um, you know, to where it, the spotlight's not just on him, it, it, it's on others. And so, um it, it we've got an incredible relationship and, and uh I, I literally thank the Lord uh every day that uh that Coach Mack is our is our head football coach.
1: Again, if you're just joining us, we are joined by FIU athletic director Scott Carr. Scott, gonna jump into you know maybe things that are only, in- only interested to you and I, but I, I think our greater audience will find them interesting. Uh some of the meat and potatoes of you know your your role. Um, Just want to talk about, you know, some of the the dollars and cents, Scott, you know, how do you feel uh, or or what's kind of been the reception as far as fundraising and being able to try to um, really drive donor contributions to FIU football? I believe the last year that was made public, um, of course, the source here is the Knight Newhouse Data Org uh, for all FBS programs. The last year that was made public, the 2021 year donor contribution for FIU came in right around one point four million dollars. Obviously, you would like to have that number. Uh, as as you know high as humanly possible to help your program Scott just a you know two-part question how have things gone as far as getting out there in the community and fundraising and b how crucial is it to to really um build that donor base for the long-term success of FIU athletics sure well I'll I'll start with the uh, second part first um it it is crucial uh we have
2: got to build uh, our fan base and build our donor base uh we It's a must uh to to get more panther club members to to get more season ticket holders uh you know to fill up to fill up the cage um so that that is absolutely imperative and something that we're working really hard on and really twenty twenty two right my first year here twenty twenty two we really spent a lot of time building that out. Uh, I didn't realize when I got here that we, we actually didn't have an annual fund, uh, arm. We didn't have the Panther club. It didn't exist. And so we, we were using 2022 really to build, uh, our fundraising, uh, platform and also build out our fundraising staff. Uh, so uh, when I got here, we only had uh, one person, uh, Joey Corey. We had one person, um, full-time person that was in fundraising here. Uh, we, we've, uh, excited. We've, we've added, uh, Chaz Cheeseborough, who was at, uh, uh, South Carolina prior to, uh, we, he's joined us in the fall. Uh, so, so we doubled the staff size there and, and we actually are in the process of, of looking to hire two additional, uh, fundraisers so that we'll actually have a staff of four, uh, that can, that can really, um, work on that for us, work on, on building the Panther club, work on building that donor base. Uh, we're doing the same in ticketing. Uh, we, we had one, uh, one person here, uh, in, in our ticket area when, when I got here and, uh, from a sales standpoint, we're up to three on the sales side and, and we're up to two on the ticket operation side and we're probably going to add a third. So we're going to go from from one to about five or six right on, on the ticket side just to to really get that going. And, and you know, we, we've we got to play to our strengths. We've uh, got a, a huge enrollment here. So there's a, a lot of alumni. Uh, a lot of those alums live here in the South Florida area. And so. We, we really want to just have the opportunity to reach out. It's that numbers game and, and be able to reach out and, and, uh, and talk to them uh, about coming back and, and giving back. So I'll start there. It, it's imperative. As you can see, we're, we're putting a huge emphasis on that, um, uh, in the build out that we did in 2022. And we're just getting to that place where, uh, where we feel like we're close to actually being staffed and, and really ready to, to get after it. As far as what I've seen from a, uh, the, the Miami area, South Florida, uh, FIU alums, um, I think there's a real appetite uh, for giving um, and, and the ability to be able to, to raise some money here um, and and get some projects done. You know, build our operating budget, uh, re- really being able to get a lot done. So, um, really excited about that. So, uh, we, we uh, you, you kind of jumped in on. Uh, I'm not yet ready to to make any announcements, but. Um, <laughs> But but we are uh, we are having some success in fundraising. Uh, you'll you'll get a chance to hear about that here. Hopefully in the next month or so, we'll we'll be able to finalize uh, a few things and and, uh, and put something out there that, uh, that just to show that things are going well. Right? We're we're nowhere near where we need to be, um, but I think we're going to be in some places that maybe you haven't haven't seen us before. Uh, you know, being able to raise some money. So really excited about that. I, I think um, w- what I've seen is down in this South Florida community, whether someone went to FIU or they didn't, whether they actually are are a Miami or Dade County, Broward County native, or whether they've they've moved here uh, in the past, you know, however many years, it's really amazing how um, quickly people fall in love with this community and and really want to to support and help the community. And so we're really seeing a lot of that as well, just um, individuals that just really want to help because they know, uh, what FIU does for the community, the FIU just as a university, not just in athletics, but as a university, the the education that it provides to so many, and just how that education changes lives. So we're we're seeing a lot of, of just community support as well um, on on top of the uh, the FIU alums. So um, very exciting times, uh, as I've mentioned to our executive staff here. 2022 was a was a building year, and 23 is going to be a results year. So we're really excited uh, what's going to take place the next 11 months.
1: Couple more before I pass the line of questioning over to Joe. Uh, Going to take it back to football season here, Scott. Two part question here for you. One, yeah. Uh, what was your favorite part that you can think of of uh, the football season? And two, um, you and I have had extended conversations in private about this. Definitely want to want to open up here in public. Uh, how crucial was it for you to be visible to? I mean, not just football players, but all the student athletes. But for the sake of uh, you know this discussion, how crucial was it for you to be visible to all the football players? I mean, we've seen you, um, or I've seen you post game, you know, handing out Gatorades to players, or you know, trying to assist in and just the general you know operations of things and uh you know how crucial was it for you to be a presence that these players can see you and get to know you and have that relationship so uh of course the first part of that question favorite moment and then the second part as well
2: sure sure well i'm i'm going to sandbag the the favorite moment part <laughs> and uh, and i think there were, i think there was four of them uh
1: <laughs> you can
2: probably figure out what those four are right it was the four sure. wins right were were the favorite moments but um but no in, in all seriousness um I, you know the Bryant win was, was awesome. Uh, you know, first win as a, a for me at FIU, first win for Coach Mack at FIU. Um, you know, first win for me as an as an athletics director. Um, but you know, there there was really something about uh, that win at New Mexico State, right? That first FBS win um, that had been eluding uh, uh, FIU for for quite a while. Um, that that was really special. Just to you know to see the team do that, especially coming off of a, of a big loss. Um, you know, the right, right there as well. Just to see the, just to see the turnaround, right? To to see the, the the young man, our coaching staff, um, just putting, you know, putting that Western Kentucky game behind them and saying, let's go win the next game. We can do it, right? And and that to me really showed how our culture had changed. It showed that uh, that everybody in our program believed um, in, in what we were doing and you know what Coach Mack was doing. And um, so so that one was huge. And then of course I, I thoroughly enjoyed um you know just the way that we played so well at Charlotte right from from the first you know from I guess maybe it was second down uh, I think when Sean got that strip uh strip sack or strip fumble there um and uh so th- th- that was really special um that that really was but uh but really I've just I've thoroughly enjoyed being around those young men uh you know being around the coaching staff I think uh, coach McIntyre has assembled a phenomenal uh coaching staff and um and just seeing what they're doing and and just being around uh our our student athletes that's what it's all about for me um I I wish uh, I wish I never had to come into the office I could just go to practices and and uh in competitions and and uh hang out with our student athletes all day cuz cuz that's really what I enjoy but um but to answer your the second part of your question uh, it was very, very important for me to be visible and to be around. Uh, the way I looked at it was was me being around just showed them that I cared and show them that, that I was supporting everything, win or lose, right? Um, uh, w- and again, my, my plans to continue. I'm, I'm still doing that 15 years from now, right? That wasn't just uh, let, let me do it for the first year I'm here. I, I really wanted to be around. I, I really, you know, after games, you know, especially after losses, it was always, well, what is it that I can do to help? And, and a lot of times it was just, let me just tell all the guys, you know, proud of you and let, let's, let's get back to work and practice and let's go win the next one. Right. And um, you know, I, 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 uh, I just felt like that was something we could do. And as, I'm not sure how much you know about my background, but, but I paid for college uh, as an, equipment manager. Um, that, that's how much athleticism the Lord blessed me with was, uh, was I watched the, I watched the student athletes clothes? right? That, that, uh, that was my athleticism. But, uh, so for me, I, I can't go sit on the bus and, and for 40 or 45 minutes and, and watch everybody else work and, uh, and, and get us ready to head to the airport to, to get on the plane and leave. Uh, that, that's just not how I'm wired. So, uh, it, it, whatever I can do, you know, I'm, I, I want to serve. I, that's just, that's who I am. I want to, I want to help people out and, Um, it doesn't matter what my title is, uh, as I tell the the student athletes, every time I talk to them, there, there's no Mr. In my name, I'm Scott. Uh, so I I always want them to just call me Scott and and not Mr. Um, you know, I tell them Mr. Carr lives in Gainesville and, uh, I introduced them to him when he came down to a game uh, that being my father, but, uh, um, just really enjoyed being around and, and really wanted to be visible, not just with our student athletes, but, but on campus and in the community, um, just felt like that was, that was something that, uh, that, that I really needed to do and, and want to continue doing and, and it matches my personality.
1: Last two-part question for you, Scott, if I pass over to Joe. Um, definitely want to talk about just some of the, the success of you know some of the other sports with FIU Athletics. Of course, uh, men's soccer coach Kyle Russell was just given uh, an extension. Obviously, had a lot of success first year in the American swimming and diving. Uh, I believe it's seven or eight times. I think it's eight times. Remember, serves me correct. Um, correct. Conference champions in, in Conference USA. Just want to talk about that a little bit, get your thoughts. And then the second part part of that question um just attendance your overall thoughts on uh you know where you feel you are in terms of attendance um with with the sports that you have attendance and and um is there a a a plan to report attendance for football um throughout all of next year of course the the um Due to COVID restrictions, um, attendance reporting was not mandatory uh, the past few years. I believe the first two games of 2022, the attendance was not reported for FIU football. So uh, the first part of that oh, is it uh, not we, out we, there? Uh, I thought, I thought I, we put an attendance out for the first two games, no? I, I, I can I'll circle back with you offline, Scott, but I have that number at zero. Yeah. And if I'm wrong, I will publicly correct huh. it. But I have that number at zero uh, for the first two games. The final... the Every home oh. game past the first two was not zero. So...
2: OK, yeah, well, I'll circle back with Dan and, and those guys and see, uh, see about that, because I'm, I'm pretty sure we have one for those two games. So, um, so yeah, so we should. Um, but, yeah, from an attendance standpoint, um, I mean, obviously we, uh, yeah, you know, I'm never satisfied until we're sold out and have a waiting list. Right. For for any of our sports. Right. I mean, I, it's something I, you know, our student athletes deserve uh, to, to have a, a home court or a home field. Uh, advantage in in any sport that we have. And I I tell people all the time, if you can only give me one tool in the game day experience toolbox, give me a sold out stadium, right? You can, uh, I can do without a sound system. I can do without a video board. I can do without, you know, a lot of those types of things. Um, if the stadium's sold out, it's going to be electric and people are going to have a great time. So, um, we always want to be sold out. You know, we were, um, again, we were pleased but not satisfied with uh, the, the fact that we increased season ticket sales this past year. We increased, uh, you know, the attendance and, um, you know, the uh, first home game, we had over 4,000 students come. We, we hadn't had that many students uh, at a football game since 2011. Uh, so, you know, again, a lot of positives, but still not enough, right? And, and again, when the stadium sold out, uh, I'm still not going to be satisfied because I'm going to be trying to figure out how to expand it, right? Um, so, uh, and, and then fill that up. So, um, definitely want to keep working on that, uh, want to continue to, to get the community to come support all of our sports. Uh, but, but we also understand, too, that, uh, you know, it's that chicken or the egg um, is, you know, people want to watch you win. Right. So uh, we saw some incredible crowds at men's soccer. You were talking about men's soccer. So there's a good segue. Um, we had some incredible crowds at, at, uh, at our men's soccer matches. And um, what a great uh, year that, that Coach Russell and his staff and, and those young men had. Making it to the Sweet 16, and uh, you know, second year in a row that uh, that we were a top 16 seed. We were actually a, a, the number 10 seed, national seed, wh- which is really difficult to do uh, when you're a lower resource institution. Uh, that, I prefer that term over over G5, right? We're a lower resource institution, but um, uh, it's uh, incredible. So it, it was great to uh, be able to extend uh, Kyle's contract. He, he's a phenomenal coach, uh, best in the country, in my opinion. Um, obviously. And, and so we, I, I could not be more pleased uh, to have him here and, and have that five-year contract in, in place for him. But as you mentioned, we're, we're having a lot of success in a lot of sports. I'm looking forward to here in a couple of weeks uh, going and watching our swim team. As you mentioned, they've won eight in a row, Conference USA. We're now in the American Conference, actually, for swimming. Uh, so we've we've moved up in swimming to the American Conference. And uh, so hopefully we can get that ninth straight conference win. It'll be the first uh, in the American, but but to get a ninth uh, win there, and, and I, I know they're uh, having a great season uh, this year again. So excited about that. Uh, you know, want to make sure we know that our women's tennis team, the past two years in a row, they've made the NCAA regionals. Um, so really excited about them. And, and Coach Cat just keeps bringing in uh, more and more recruits, and so we just keep getting better and better every year. So that's incredible. We finished 41st last year, um, our women's track, uh, which, which is really difficult, especially when you consider, and just like swimming, both swimming and track, we don't have a facility on campus. Um, so we don't have a track on campus um, either. And, and uh, so, uh, you know, Ryan and, and his, his staff are doing a great job uh, with, our, with our track program. So really excited about what they're doing there. And, uh, you know, we're, just, we're seeing a lot of improvement. You know, just like with, you know, I tell everybody all the time, Coach Mack and I don't sit there at the beginning of the football season and say, hey, let's win four games this year and, and you know, say that that's, you know, that's, that's our goal. We want to win them all. But the, the key is, are we better? The first key is, are we better than last year? And you want to be able to answer yes to that. The next key is, are, you know, are, are we winning the conference? Right. So we're better than last year, but now, now, now let's go to win the conference okay, we're winning the conference, all right? Are, are we good enough to, to be competing nationally, right? You know, can we win a national championship, right? it's You're always aspiring to do more, and, and you know, the goal is, is ultimately to be at the top in, in everything that you do. And so when I, when I look at our programs, men's and women's basketball right now, um, you know, they have 500 records, but in Conference USA, you know, last year our, our men won five games in Conference USA, they've already won five and we got nine left, right? Our, our women last year won six games total in, in the conference. We've already won five and they got nine games left. So, you know, you're looking at that and you're, and you're seeing how much better we're playing uh, uh, on the hardwood as well. And so I'm uh, just really excited, excited about baseball season with Coach Whitten, uh, you know, new baseball coach here. And, uh, and I know our young men are, are really excited about the direction he's taking the program. And Coach Larrabee and our softball program, I know they're going to be much, much improved in in his second year here. Um, He really needed to do a rebuild as well. So really excited to watch them compete as well. So I I feel great about the the coaches that we have here, our head coaches and the direction that they're taking our programs. And um, I'm I'm really excited about the future. As as Coach Mack and I talk about a lot, you know, the future, it's really bright in, in every one of our sports here. So we're really excited about that.
1: Gonna pass it off to Joe just for a quick point of clarification. That very nerdy beat writer question that I asked Scott. Here, I'll go ahead and clarify it here on the air, and Scott and I can take that up offline. Uh The first two games, Scott, were recorded at zero. So I mean, you may have signed the audit with something different, but you and I can take, okay. it, off, can take it up off air. So we don't yeah. take it away time with that that dirty question. Joe, go ahead and, uh, and jump in here, buddy. Yeah. So, Scott,
0: you mentioned that you had just come from uh, spring meetings between all of the Conference USA athletic directors. What do you feel like was the most significant uh, development to come out of those conversations?
2: Well, I don't know that there was any new developments. Right. Just, uh, you know, it it was a meeting with the with the nine um, that'll be basically July 1. uh, It it was that group. Right. And uh, so we just covered a lot of ground, you know, talking about the upcoming football season, talking about, um, you know, of course, the schedule's already out uh you know we we were talking about of course a lot of the TV um you know we're we're all really excited about the new TV deal that we have um you know there there will be some midweek games but when when we approached the new TV deal we were uh, as athletic directors you know uh we want our cake and eat it too but we said listen number 1 is exposure and number 2 is revenue right i mean uh you know even though they're really 1A and 1B but uh um you know they were able to accomplish that 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 does mean that we'll have some midweek games um, so, you know, all we're doing there is just giving Eric some of his, uh, Saturdays back, but, uh, we, you know, we'll, we'll have some midweeks, um, but, you know, those midweeks will be on CBS Sports Network or on ESPNU, ESPN2, ESPN. Um, so we'll get some great exposure there. And, and, um, you know, from a financial standpoint, uh, we actually got a little bump, um, uh, in dollars there, you know, we, we don't get the bumps like some of the other conferences do, uh, uh some of the P5 conferences, but. Um, you know, we're very pleased with, with what's going on there from an exposure standpoint, and, and, and really pleased with um, the league that, that we've uh, put together. The nine teams. I mean, I, I think we're going to be a competitive league across multiple sports. And uh, you know, it, it was there was some great meetings and uh, um, great camaraderie already uh, amongst the athletic directors and the presidents.
0: Well, it certainly is great that we're going to get more Saturday gym selfies from Eric Henry, but um, you know, yes. as far as uh, that's correct, as far as as far as the midweek media slots that you mentioned for uh, some of these games on on Tuesdays and Wednesdays that are coming up, um, you feel confident that, and the other athletic directors as well, based on your conversations with them, do you all feel confident that uh, you all can be kind of the prime attraction with uh, some of the other? college football games that are taken in those slots uh, notably like uh, the mid-American conference has kind of taken over that, uh, that time slot in the last couple of years.
2: Oh, absolutely. So, so what we've done is, so the mid-American, they're doing their midweeks in November, right? So our midweeks are all going to be, they're going to be October, right? So we, we won't be in a sense competing for, for TV airtime uh, with what the Mac has going on midweek, uh, just cause we're, we're taking up the slots in October. Um, that was part of the, the dialogue with the TV partners was in, in October midweek that they really, they don't have a whole lot of inventory, right? Especially college football inventory. So they were hungry for that. And we said, absolutely. Let's, um, we're, we're happy to do that. So I, I think, I think it's going to be great. I think that we'll, we'll have a chance to stand out and you know how it is. Uh, you'd love to play traditional Saturday evening games and, and, you know, be on the largest TV network you could possibly be. Um, but getting that exposure, I, I can't tell you how many people, even that the night of, but, you know, since then, how many people have talked to me about how they enjoyed watching us play. And, you know, they of course, you know, they'll look at me and I'm like, you're trying to figure, you're trying to remember exactly which game you watched us play. I said, I'm sure it was the Louisiana tech double overtime game that was on CBS sports network on a Friday night. And they're like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right. And so, you know, it, it it just shows you that there's a lot of eyeballs on you when, when you're not playing on Saturday, when, you know, those Saturdays, there's so many games that people can choose from. You can get lost in the shuffle. Even if you're playing a great opponent in a, in a a great game, uh, you can still get lost a little bit on Saturdays. Whereas those midweeks all eyes are on you. And so, um, we, we know that we've gotten a lot of really positive exposure from those games, and, uh, and we'll get even more here uh, these next few years uh, playing these midweeks in October. So
0: you mentioned getting to get out to support some of the uh, student-athletes at some of the other venues uh, around the state, around the league. How often do you think you get out to other campuses to, to do
2: just that? Well, so my, my goal, I mean, obviously I travel to all the away football games, And then I do my best to travel to any conference championship, uh, that we have going on. Sometimes it's hard as an example, literally the exact same weekend that swimming and diving is going on. Uh, conference is indoor track and field, right? So I I have to choose, (laughs) right? So, um, so you, you know, you have to make a choice there. And then of course, while I'm, while I'm at the swimming, uh, championships, uh, we'll be playing baseball and softball back here. So I'll miss some of those. Right. So, uh, so, you know, you, you do your best to, uh, to, to be wherever you can, but, um, you know, and then, and then of course, you know, I'm going to get to the, the conference basketball uh, tournament as well. You know, that's some conference stuff. And then I, I'm going to do my best to to get to any of the NCAA with, we compete in the NCAAs. You know, I, it was great to be able to go to Durham a few months ago and, and watch our men's soccer team compete against Duke and, you know, just flew up there that Sunday morning and flew back Sunday night. Um, so the goal is to get to as many, uh, as much of the postseason as I possibly can. It is difficult for me to get to a lot of regular season uh, competitions uh, on the road uh, outside of the football games—it just it gets difficult. Um, you know, when I go to those, I'm I'm typically going to be missing something back here. Um, but I know I didn't give you a number on that, but you know, I'm I'm probably going to uh, get out there at least 15 or 20 times. Um, you know, somewhere on the road to to see us compete. Any particular favorite destination that you've gone to more than once? Well, I'll, I'll start by saying anywhere that's not cold. Those are sure. those are that's where I can start with with favorite destinations right as uh, where it's not cold um, uh, like it was in Nashville um, yesterday and Monday but um, favorite destinations gosh um, you know I, I enjoyed going out to El Paso I, I was okay not going out there twice you know because we, we when we played New Mexico State we stayed in El Paso we stayed at the same hotel actually. But but I enjoyed seeing El Paso, um, you know, mixing it up a little bit. Right. There's uh, you're not seeing the palm trees out there. You're seeing the red clay. So uh, I, I enjoyed going out there and seeing that. But I'm a i uh, am um, I think Eric may be in this world a little bit, too, although I, I probably got him beat a little bit. I'm a foodie. So I, I love going to places where I can find some great food. So that that's always my goal.
1: Scott really quick before Joe you, you jump in. Scott, did you make it to the hole in the wall Mexican place? Oh gosh, I I went there in the morning and I can't remember the name. Um, do you remember where you went for breakfast in, in El Paso? Or, or, or for food uh, well, in El Paso?
2: Well, I we went to the same rest I, it's probably the one you're talking about. Um, I yeah. wish I could rattle off the name for you real quick. Uh and I went there both both times I was there. <laughs> So it's, it's probably, it's probably the same. It's probably the same place. Uh, I wonder if I can find
1: the name. Um, I, both of us are, are scrolling through our t- L J's cafe. Was that it? Yes.
2: yes. Yep. Uh, L J's cafe. So I, I went there, we went there both, both times and um, I went there both nights. And I think when we went there one night and, you know, we probably had a group of about 10 or 11 because we had some donors and sponsors and stuff on the trip. And I think when they brought the bill, it was probably the same as what it costs when I go on a date night here with my wife in, in Miami. I think it was probably the same for the feed 11.
1: <laughs> so, yes, went there twice. Joe, I'll let you jump back in, but that's a cheap plug If you, for anyone who makes the trip out to El Paso. And now, of course, uh, Las Cruces via El Paso, Ellen J's Cafe. Phenomenal food. Yeah. And Scott is right. But not not heavy on the wallet as well. No, not at all. It was,
2: it was phenomenal. Phenomenal. So yes, I recommend that. So, so yeah, so Joe, I'll I'll have a better report for you as I can get to a few more places, but, um, but uh, I I've enjoyed where I've gone, um, uh, you know, just seeing some different areas, Uh, you know, I mean, obviously Charlotte had a beautiful campus as well. My, my family, Mm -hmm. after I had gone off to college, my, my family actually moved to Charlotte uh, for a couple of years. So, so I'm, uh, I, I enjoyed getting back there to, uh, to, to see that area, that's always a beautiful area. But um, but I but I enjoyed the trips out to El Paso, just uh, really for for something different, and um, um, and enjoyed what where our hotel was. I was able to to jog around and, and walk around the little downtown area a little bit, and um, uh, just you know, j- just see some some areas I hadn't seen before. So that I enjoyed that beautiful part of the country for sure. I know we're looking forward yeah. to getting back there soon,
0: Scott. I'm not asking. I'm not going to refer to any specific situations when I ask this question I'm not asking you to but one thing that we've kind of speculated amongst ourselves uh, as far as the UDD staff goes when we're talking about coaching transitions and the coaching carousel and that sort of thing is uh, how heavily the relationship between a coach and an athletic and an athletic director like yourself kind of ties into the whole, will they stay? Will they go kind of situation? So, you know, I'm curious to get your thoughts on how strong that relationship factors into those kind of decisions.
2: You're saying, um, the, the coach AD relationship factors into whether the coach stays or whether the, whether the student athlete stays, whether the coach stays, I think it's huge, right? I mean, uh, you know, we, we think about it, Um, no matter, no matter, uh, what job we do, we all have a boss, right? (laughs) You know, every, everybody's Mm -hmm. got a boss for the most part, right? I guess there's a few entrepreneurs out there. that could say, well, I don't, but for the most part we all do. And, and, uh, what, what's the saying that, uh, that you'll hear a lot from, from different HR people and things where they'll say, most of the time people don't leave because of the pay they leave because of, of, uh, of their supervisor. They they leave because of the, you know, how they're treated or, Mm -hmm. or, you know, how they're not treated. I think it's critically important. I mean, I, I, I think, a uh, uh, athletic director and and head coaches, you know, and especially as you're thinking as we're talking football, I, I think having a great relationship there is critical. Um, that that's just you know one man's opinion. Um, I, I don't know how you can have success um, if you, if you don't have a great relationship there. So, you know, the way we're structured here is is Kevin Kendrick, uh, one of our senior uh, senior associate athletic directors. He's actually the sport administrator for football, but, and so he meets with football, you know, all the time, maybe even daily, probably. Uh, But Coach Mack and I still are going to have a weekly meeting um, just, just so that we're the, that we're making sure that that our lines of communication are open and, you know, shoot sometimes or most of the time it, it might start with, you know, how, how's, how's the family, right? How's, how's everything going on? You know, how's, how's uh, Ford, how's your, you know, how's your grandbaby, that, that type of stuff. Right. And, um, and, you know, if, if for some reason he and I aren't able to, to meet, it's usually him over me. I'll uh, hate to admit it, but you know, he'll probably call just to check in, you know, how, how's it going? Right. Cause uh, it was actually something we talked about during the interview process, just how important that line of communication is, right. Where it's not just, I'm going to call you when I need something or, where the, or when there's a problem Uh, You know, nobody wants to operate with that line of communication. You just want to have an open line of communication. So I I think it's it's that relationship is is critical um, with a with an AD and a a head football coach, but no different than I think it's critical with, you know, with with a CEO and and all of his VPs. Uh, You know, uh, I think it's it's just it's critical. Certainly makes sense. Uh,
0: Scott, we've been talking to you for about 40 minutes here. So I want to let you get back to your day, but can't thank you enough for the time. I got one more question for you. Um, You've mentioned ticket sales and boosting attendance and and obviously winning games plays a big part in it. But if you can lay it out, you know, as clearly as possible in in a sentence or, or two, what's the definition of success for FIU football in 2023 in your mind?
2: Eric, he doesn't know me well. He said in a sentence or two. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, I don't know how to do that, man. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, man, no, that that's a great question. I I would say, you know, to me, success. Well, you know, we'll we'll start with where we are right now, right? Is um, we have, depending on which uh, which website you go to, I guess, you know, we we have the number one or number two uh, best recruiting class in, in Conference USA, right? So. Uh, you know, Coach McIntyre and his staff have shown that that they can recruit. Right. So, uh, you know, and, and then for me, I'm always going to look at culture. Right. Is um, how's the experience uh, for, for our young men? Um, uh, is it is it a good experience? Um, do they want to be here? Um, are they enjoying what they're doing? Are they having fun? Um, but for me, you know, I, I would say, I mean, we, we want to be competitive in, in our games. We want to go to a bowl game. Um, you know, and from there, it's really a matter of, of, uh, you know, what, what kind of noise can we make in the conference? Uh, you know, what can we do? I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not somebody that's going to sit back and say success is 12 and 0, right. plus you know, plus going to a bowl game and I'm not going to say success is, you know, winning four games or whatever the case may be. But, uh, I you know, I think the, the goals will be that, that we'd really like to get to a bowl game this year and, um, we really want to play well and, um, uh, you know and again be competitive um you know you, you hate to lose a game like we did against middle tennessee state last year but uh in the last game of the year but but i was proud of how competitive we were especially when uh you know when when technically we um with hayden uh, starting that game he, he was technically our third string quarterback when the season started and um you know he came in there and played really well i was i was proud of him for for stepping up and and having you know having a really good game so um I I guess I'm kind of rambling on that a little bit because I really haven't thought about what is exactly success for this upcoming season, you know, but I want to see us be competitive and and be better than we were this past year. And, um, and, and after that, it's hard for me to really put a ceiling on it because, you know, once we, once we win game four, I want to win the rest of them. I want to win the fifth game. And once we win five, I want to win six, you know, once, once we get to eight, I want to win 10. Right. So, um, you know, always striving to, you know, to, make sure you're not complacent and, and, and you're always striving for that next level. So um, uh, I I would say that's what success is going to look like. Scott Carr is the director
0: of athletics at Florida International University. We're looking forward to big things from the Panthers football program. And of course, head coach Mike McIntyre in 2023. Scott, if uh, if we can get you back on a, on a, whatever new shape this show takes uh, prior to the beginning of the season, we'd love to have you back on at some point if you're able
2: absolutely would love it any any chance i get to uh to talk about the panthers i am uh, i'm all for it so you guys just let me know I, I appreciate you giving me your time excellent well we'll let you go if you want to follow eric and myself
0: on twitter it's at joe underscore and at eric c henry underscore and of course at underdog dynasty for more uh g5 football updates and of course conference usa updates from eric and myself happy football watching everybody we'll talk to you soon